0: Welcome to the Central Oregon Experience. My name is Ryan Mantell. I'm joined here with a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. We are joined with Clarence Mumford. Hi, Clarence.
1: Hey, how's it going, Central Oregon?
0: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Clarence is from Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, he will be uh, joining us on our special Halloween event. So uh, let me get this out of the way real quick. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Central Oregon Experience is brought to you by Hempies. If you were in Bend and you happen to, uh, you know, ...need something at a smoke shop, you should probably check out Hempy's. They have everything and anything you could possibly imagine when you were thinking smoke shop. They have skate stuff, they have, um, you know, like purses, like clothing, like jewelry, all sorts of stuff. And not just that, but like every kind of smoking utensil you can think of. Um, Hempy's, they're located, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they're located right next to a Timbers Bar... That's at 2570 Northeast Twin Knolls Drive, Suite 135 in Bend, Oregon. It's Hempies. And you can also find them at hempies.com and do all your shoppies shopping there at Hempies. Shoppies. Hempies. Anyway, uh, also, uh, Hempies is uh, really good for uh, uh, dab tools. <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, going there lately to see all the new dab tools that I've been getting in. But anyway, check them out. Hempies are awesome.
1: Uh, wow, I'd like to check them out. A, a smoke shop right next to a liquor or a bar—I can handle that. That sounds great.
0: Yeah, and actually, uh, Hempy's has another location at uh, 111 North Main Street at Cape uh, Girardo, uh, Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. So, if you really want to check out Hempy's, uh, Clarence, you can uh, go ahead and check them out in uh, Cape—I can't even pronounce it Gerardu. Gerardo. gerardo yes that's
1: actually about a four hour drive from me but if i ever get that wild here, i will definitely do that or if i'm out that way i'll make sure to stop by
0: right on uh that's that's a yeah hempies check them out folks um all right ladies and gentlemen the essential organ experience is also brought to you by the herb center if you are a recreational marijuana user or if you have your medical marijuana card uh go ahead and check out the herb center uh they have all the best product and they have all the best staff uh all the best vibes and you know just a really really cool atmosphere so check them out uh the herb center and they're also at the onecom um, oh uh what you doing there clarence it sounds like you're uh sounds like you're uh, blowing or something blowing into something
1: I was just uh, actually prepping on my end. Sorry about that. I didn't oh, no, really that's cool. Any crazy feedback. All right, we were,
0: uh, we were just wondering what you were doing. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I was uh, actually just prepping something on my end. I was going to be uh, actually blowing a little bit of dab here in a little
0: bit. So. Oh, right on. Okay. Um, so, the Herb Center is located at 2205 Northeast Division, Bend, Oregon. So, yeah, the Herb Center, check them out. And they are. Uh, they're a really good establishment as far as product goes. So that's where we get all of our product. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar with the Central Organ Experience, we are a podcast, and we like to sit down, and we like to shoot the shit, talk about anything and everything, and we also like to consume copious amounts of marijuana while doing it. Uh, yeah, so um, that's what uh, Mr. Clarence Mumford is doing right now. He is uh, prepping his dabs all the way out there in Kansas City, and he's joining us on FaceTime Audio. And uh, Clarence, I'd like to I'd like to thank you again for... Um, Joining, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron is not present right now. He is, uh, currently spending time with his family and enjoying the holidays. Uh, uh, unfortunately for me, I don't have a fucking life, so I can just hang out and do podcasts during Halloween times and stuff like this. (laughs) And I am fortunate enough to have a good friend like Clarence to, uh, be willing to, uh, hang out and bullshit with me. So, um, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, dude. Not a problem. Not a problem. Anyway, so how you been, man? Uh, we, Clarence, we've uh, we've been uh, keeping in touch for the most part, and uh, seems like uh, it's been a pretty good month for me. I've been in. What's that noise? I'm hearing some back, back Is that me or you?
1: Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, that would be a Berzomatic propane.
0: Oh, torch, actually, gotcha. Okay, no, no, no. That's okay. We're used to that noise here at the Central Oregon Experience. <laughs> understood,
1: understood. I, uh, I guess I should have announced that. Uh, you know, all the way out here in fascist Kansas City, this is kind of frowned upon. So, uh, yeah, we do it behind closed doors and in the shadows of dark alleys. So, uh, give me one
0: second, please. Yeah, no, it's totally fine, man. We understand. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so uh, it sounds like Clarence Mumford's enjoying his dabs. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do the same. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my uh, my dabs, I'm not sure uh, what Clarence uh, is using. But my dabs today is a mixture of a bunch of different dabs because I just kind of mix them up sometimes. So, um, yeah, it's uh, lemon sour diesel, Laffy Taffy, all sorts of different shit. Anyway, um, <coughs> we also would like to uh, urge you... Um, if you uh, if you are smoking or a smoker or if recreational or whatever medical smoke with us. Please because we we Please. you know we uh, we'd like to have that happen. We like to be able to you know have you guys on the same level as us and enjoy it. Well, That's kind of what the show's about. Yeah, it's about smoking, trying all the different types, all that stuff. So anyway, all right. So uh, let's talk about a little news. <clears throat> so the thing that's been fucking blowing up my news feed for the last four or five days, six days even, uh, is that um, South Carolina um, sheriff's deputy or whatever. I don't know if he was a sheriff's deputy or if he was what, what he was. <clears throat> he was a deputy. His name is Ben Fields. And he, uh, he's uh, caught on camera in a classroom picking up a student and uh, violently thrashing her uh, through the classroom and onto the ground. And uh then placing her under arrest in front of all students watching. So anyway, this has been a really, really, really big uh big debate. Apparently this officer has been fired as of now. He's fired. And uh now people are all putting out a petition to make sure that he's having charges pressed on him and that he's arrested. Well that's good. Yeah, I mean uh <coughs> I, I do think it's good. And I think uh there are there are situations where, you know, like it's it's difficult, but man, like we can't become a society where, you know, if there's a child that's not gonna, you know, I get I'm getting a little feedback here. I'm wondering what that is. All right, are we coming through clear? No, it's not you. It's me. I think. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, if <clears throat> oh, now I'm getting a lot of feedback. uh Oh, sorry, sorry about that, folks. Uh. I am running a one-man show here today, so we're uh, gonna have to just bear with me. Anyway, if we are willing to, uh, if we're willing to get to that point in society where we're like, um, you know, willing to throw around children and uh, hurt children because they're not obeying, then what the hell does that say about our future, man?
1: And what does that say about our country?
0: Well yeah, I mean like just what does it say about the direction we're going? Like, you know, we're willing to hurt, you know, children and like we're it's we're implementing that that military style, um, Gestapo style fucking culture in our schools. Like we want to show that to our children. We want people to you know we want our kids to say, Look, if you don't obey, right then, we will fuck you up right there in front of everybody.
1: I'm watching the video right now actually, and that is really appalling. You know, I mean some people say that well, you don't know the other half of that story, what happened before the camera came on. And there's nothing that could have happened before that camera came on. That she's sitting at a desk and she's in a minor in school. And this man's a fully grown, obviously very fit individual who went at her full force and in full rage. And that's unacceptable.
0: Well, it's and it
1: shouldn't be tolerated.
0: Apparently, uh, it has been um, uncovered that this individual is a steroid user. Because apparently he's deadlifting over 600 pounds. And a person, yeah. a person of his stature that is, if, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a, like a health expert, but I'm imagining a person of his stature, cause he doesn't look like a abnormally, like really tall, like giant person, but he looks like he's really muscular. He looks like he's. I couldn't shi-8. speak on
1: his steroid usage, but I would not doubt that in his line of work, that that kind of thing would be uh, encouraged. Actually, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in the culture, you know, there is that. That culture that no one speaks of that you know, you know, go
1: from a cop to a super cop, you know, so
0: yeah, I mean, and, and I can imagine the uh, you know, the allure to you know, wanting to get you know, an edge on you know, oh, I'm fighting crime and now I'm even yeah, more, powerful. you know, I can take
1: down three bad guys by myself, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, but what's but
1: the, there's no reason to take that out of a 13 or 15 year old girl,
0: yeah, applying
1: at a desk in a classroom,
0: yeah, applying that to a girl that's just refusing to get out of her seat, that's not you know. She's obviously being disruptive okay whatever they need to get her out of the classroom but she looked like she was sitting down silent to me now in the video or prior to the video being recording maybe she was doing some shit that's not cool whatever the point is like there is no like you said there's nothing that couldn't that could have happened before that video uh, had started recording that would have warranted that that show of uh, force and that show of aggression towards a child
1: Now I'm not sure if you're aware of this fact but uh, the girl who also shot that video. Uh she was also taken uh, detained and arrested.
0: I am aware of uh, that.
1: <clears throat> yeah, the cop asked her, you know, he told her, Well see as so, how uh, you want to videotape things, you're coming too. And she said, Excuse me. And he said, Do you want some of this? And she had just seen what happened, so she obviously said, No, I do not. So uh yeah, she was uh, taken down also.
0: No, it sounds like she was physically intimidated and kidnapped as well, huh? Exactly. Well, and you know like another example of uh jackboot. Right, and uh you're seeing uh, shit like I don't know if you've heard about this recently, but there's this been uh this really bullshit it just random you know, uh, all of a sudden people are saying there there's a war on police you know, and police are uh, accusing the American public of caught, like you know inciting a war on police you know, and they're they're blaming social media and all that shit and it's like dude. There wouldn't be a problem if there wasn't so much shit caught on camera every single day, like what we see here in South Carolina at the school. You know, it's just fucking ridiculous, man. You know, Yeah,
1: exactly. A... So we need less cameras.
0: <laughs> well, apparently. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it, the problem is, dude, like, people are starting to become more aware through social media. You know, oh, that's true. It's just the evolution. You know, it's just so, ha- uh, We
1: also have to be very careful. I mean, we're on a. Uh... Very dangerous curve, you know, civil unrest. You know, when you bring civil unrest about in the country, dangerous things can happen. So uh, this is uh, very scary and dark territory. So, uh, you yeah. know, things need to be thought out, and you know, handled rationally. So.
0: It really feels like, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie V for Vendetta, but it feels uh, like... yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. It, it feels like some of the actions that people are really? like... Some of the actions that I've been seeing lately are... Kind of that, you know, like uh just shit like, you know, a child being thrown around like that by a fucking full grown man. Like, look, I'm happy to hear that he's arrested. I'm happy to hear that, you know, not arrested, but I'm happy to hear he was fired. I'd be a lot happier to hear that he had charges pressed on him. And he had consequences. just like any other grown man that assaults a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know. And,
1: uh, and, and uh, you know, I agree, you know, we're we're on a route where it's, you know, it's a police state. It truly is. You know, and, uh, you know, it's not only, you know, black lives that matter and that's what they, they're focusing on is a whole racial and, you know, the black versus police side of it. Um, but we're not really, you know, we're not hearing the other side of it too. I mean, police are actually, you know, shooting white people too, you know, so.
0: Yeah, it's going on all directions. It's not, um, it's not, I mean, in certain areas it very well could be focused towards a certain race more so than another, but all throughout the country, man, it's just, um, you know it's going everywhere, and I do have to say though, and every time, um, every time something like this comes up on the show, I like to uh, say this out loud and point out that most every experience that I've had with my local police here in uh, Central Oregon have been a po- has been a positive experience. I well,
1: Oregon is a uh, is a unique place in the country, and I can say that as a person who's done uh, I've done a lot of traveling through the country, and I've seen a lot of different attitudes in different states, and uh, Oregon is a unique place in a good way you know people have a really positive attitude there and um you know i really love that state you know i've spent several years there and uh i i'm sure i'll return there one day
0: yeah i mean we hope to have you here again one day dude oregon's one of those places that you just can't stay away from man like no matter how long i like i go i, I end up coming back here i lived in a lot of different states as well and uh oregon's been the best man awesome <sighs> ladies and gentlemen i am partaking in some um Some sour diesel, I think, is what it was called. Uh, Compliments of uh, my roommate, who uh, remains unnamed because he's an asshole. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah.
1: Well, uh, while you're doing that, I'll go ahead and take take control for a second here and go ahead and steer the direction of the show for a second. Oh, be my Um, guest, sir. So um, I'm also, uh, as I was saying, you know, it's, it's going in all directions, you know, this old jackboot mentality from police officers, you know, the, uh, you must obey me or you're going to suffer my consequences, basically, kind of thing. And uh, that mentality is also happening to white people. And uh, we're not really hearing a lot about it in the media, um, at least not American mainstream media. Uh, for example, there's this kid, 19 year old named Zachary Hammond. Uh, he was shot, you know, basically in cold blood by a cop in South Carolina. And uh, apparently the cop's not going to be charged. Uh, this was basically over a sting operation, over a little bit of marijuana. And living in the state where you live in, I know this is completely, you know, unapprehensible. Oh, you know, fuck, Something man. like this could happen. You can't even so, think about uh, that here, dude. But there is actually a dash cam video of uh, this cop who says that he was in danger. Uh, he felt like he was going to be ran over. Uh, he put himself away in the car. He wasn't going to get ran over at any point. He had not stand right in front of the car, and he was standing beside the window of the car when he shot it out and shot the kid at point blank range and killed him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I I, well, I did I did see that video as well, and um. Yeah. So um I, I and
1: actually nothing happened. There was no exchange of drugs or anything like that either at this point. So.
0: Yeah, Uh and this kid who also he's a. Uh, He's 19. He's a, he's not even 20 years old. Uh, <clears throat> he gets scared. You know, it's obviously he's scared. Uh, this cop has a gun in his face going through a window, and then the last thing this kid hears was, I will blow your fucking head off.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even not that. I mean, even if he wasn't scared, even if he's like, fuck that, I'm getting the hell out of here, that's still no reason for that cop to do what he did. He wasn't in clear and present danger. You know, there was no danger to his life or well being. There was no reason for him to shoot that officer. That's the problem. Or to shoot the shoot, there was no reason for that officer to shoot that kid as well. Well, um,
0: the, uh, the family had a second autopsy done, of course, um, after the state did their official. And, uh, uh, it shows that <clears throat> the, the, uh, the entry wounds of the gunshot were coming from, uh, behind, from where he was sitting in his car seat. So, uh, he was being shot fleeing he wasn't um, it, it's very apparent in the video that there was no attempt to uh, sh- hit the officer with the car. The officer blatantly was shooting the subject uh, to stop him from getting away yeah that it, yeah, wa- exactly. it it wasn't out of fear for his life it wasn't you know it it, was, <clears throat> it wasn't a self-defense thing and um, yeah dude uh, there's another there's another uh, story that is just uh, just as bad and even if not worse, man. Uh, and I saw it recently, uh, this kid, uh, he gets pulled over. He's, he's just got, uh, done at a basketball game. He's on his way to his girlfriend's house. This kid's, um, I think he's, um, 18 years old, maybe, maybe younger. And, uh, this cop pulls him over and this kid's recording the whole video. And, uh, you know, the cops telling him to get on the ground, and he's starting to become belligerent with the kid. And the kid's like, you know, this is America, you know. And the kid's recording, and the cop, cop saying, uh, get on the ground, you know. And he, I, I, I'm trying to remember the video exactly. I should find this video, but uh, the, he tases this kid, and then the kid gets up. It looks like, or it starts rolling around or something, because the kid's recording the video, and um, and then the cop, for some reason, uh, apparently the kid according to this cop the kid rushes him and attacks him and the cop it, it just has to fucking unload seven rounds into him
1: oh my gosh
0: yeah and and this is all uh caught on camera and this is all recent this is this just happened not too long ago um and and it's just another it's just another um in my opinion uh just another face of the where we're going dude and where I'm, I'm just so fucking terrified to even be a part of this shit dude anymore you know it
1: is a uh it is a uh, very dark road and we're edging into it you know centimeter by centimeter you know we're inching in and uh you know after a while you know we get so far down that road and we don't realize it and you turn around and look back and you're like oh my god i can't see how far we've come you know when you look back to how things were in 1988 or 1998 you know, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, before nine eleven happened. You know, before the Patriot Act happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you look back to those times and you see how things were so different to how they oh, are. Oh, dude,
0: now. I completely. And, no I completely agree, yeah. man. Sure. Cops were completely. And I'm, mean, you know, maybe it was just, um, in my, you know, in my situation, maybe it was just my, uh, my perspective because I was younger. But you know, I mean, I, I just had a whole different idea and view on police at that point. You know, at this point in time, all I see is negativity and I see it. I just see a really, really, really well organized gang. That's well, all. That's all I see in police, dude. That's, uh, you know, I,
1: I, I am sure that, you know, there are still good police officers out there, you know, peace officers, you know, there are stand-up guys that are out there carrying a gun and a badge and they're out there to protect us, you know, from people that would do us harm. And uh, for those people, you know, I, I you know, I have high, high admiration for them. I respect them and I wish an no harm upon them. But there's obviously others who are, you know, clearly not that. And uh, that's an alarming thing. And it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with yesterday.
0: Yeah, well, will that. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the alarming thing is that it's not being dealt with and it's continuing to not be dealt with.
1: It's not being dealt with. Not only that, but it's being hyped.
0: Yeah you know, it,
1: not only is it on social media, which it should be, but it's on mainstream media. you know and they're steering it a certain direction, you know, the certain direction, they're trying to make the racial tension on it. Black lives matter and not saying they don't. but you know what, all lives matter. You know I'm gonna go ahead and say that.
0: Well you know, and I, I was thinking about this the other day. <coughs> uh, the, it's been reminding me more and more of 9/11 dude, the whole police brutality thing lately. Because think about it, man, like what 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 was the really big thing that I think, oh, in my opinion, the big thing with 9-11 was all the misinformation coming out at once to misguide and confuse people. You know that that tactic, it seems like it's, it's starting to be implemented with the whole um, police brutality thing through social media. Well,
1: and, uh, you know, it's just been getting geared up and refined ever since then. You know, there has been algorithms that have been set in place to, you know, basically just decide what the herd mentality, the mass mentality is going to do and how they're going to react. And, uh, you know, they already know the next move. So we're just, uh, we're along for the ride at this point. Um, Not being that it's defeatist mentality, but, um, you know, more people find out. Like I said earlier to you, you know, we can hit a certain point where they have to make a change because the mass knows and you can't hide it no more. So either they have a change or we force change. And until that happens, things are just going to continue down this dark road.
0: Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that I, I really wish that, uh, I really wish that these situations like these kids, dude, like fucking kids being killed, man. That's what I'm, you know, like, I've been in a situation where a cop has put a gun in my face when I was living in Washington, and, you know, I could have gotten killed that night. You know, I had no idea how close I was to getting killed that night.
1: I've had an AR-15 pointed in my face when I was in Sacramento. You know, and I've had a uh, shotgun to the back of my head here in Kansas City, and both of those people that did that were wearing badges, so...
0: Yeah, you know, and, like, I've never in my life had more anxiety and more fear then when dealing with police and like, I like, I like to re reiterate again, uh, central Oregon, like police, I have not really had a bad experience with here in central Oregon.
1: I haven't either. Actually. Um, I actually, I'd like to, um, uh, relay a tale of, uh, my experience of, uh, Oregon experience. At least it wasn't central Oregon. It was, uh, the Oregon coast, Northwest mm-hmm. coast, but uh, it was law enforcement and, and, uh, I'd like to tell my tale. Um, right. so when I was living in Oregon, I was a uh, medical marijuana patient and I was driving home from work one night and I got pulled over, uh, ironically enough, right in front of my house. So I was getting ready to pull it in my driveway and as the police officer walked up to my car and I rolled my window down and he asked for my ID, he, uh, asked me, uh, you know, why does your car smell like marijuana? And this is really strange for me because living in Missouri prior, I had never had a positive experience when a cop asked me that question. So, uh. I told him I says, "Well, my car smells like marijuana because I'm a medical marijuana patient." And he looked at me and basically gave me a, gave me a side order of eye rolls to take him to the house for dinner and uh, sent me on my way. So uh, gave him my ID back and that was that. And uh, that was my experience with Oregon law enforcement. And uh, I thought it was pretty decent. So,
0: yeah, man. I mean, that, they can't get too much, you know, too much better than that. I mean, if you're you know straight up with them, it seems like for the most part out here. Now, don't get me wrong most all police are trained to uh, get you to incriminate and admit guilt and that's just their job yeah they're there to uh, get you to incriminate and admit guilt and get you you know get whatever they can um, money- wise from you for the uh, for the county <clears throat> that being said I don't like you said I don't think uh, by any means that every single cop out there is evil and wants to hurt people. But no. I, th- I think that the, um, uh, the culture and the, um, unspoken blue fucking line that no one, you know, they, they protect each other and they don't say yes. anything, you know, that kind of shit, um, that needs to be, that needs to be broken up with a, uh, with a ferociousness that will strike, a, uh, will strike like a, fear a, a, a in a the Don fucking. Cheadle. Yeah. Huh? They need to fucking, every single, one that's that's caught even, you know... we Uh not
1: What's that guy It looks like a... Uh, sorry, I'm eating uh, Halloween candy. No, it's fine. But, uh, <laughs> what's that guy it looks like a, a giant human penis that does all the cop shows? Uh, Chickles.
0: Oh, Michael Chickless.
1: Yeah. They need uh, some kind of frosty like that brought home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's just, man, I just feel like we should be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more serious about um, police that are um, looking to um, abuse power and or uh, manipulate the law to uh, hurt or, um, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, take the rights of a person. And it's just, we're over, man. It's just, uh, it's it's really uh, it's really a subject that's been beaten to death on the Central Oregon experience, <laughs> to be honest with you.
1: Game um, over, man. Game over. Let's change subject then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, man, uh, you are uh, you are in Kansas City, Missouri.
1: That is true. I'm in mean, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's a city that borders Kansas City, Kansas, actually. So it's basically on a state line.
0: I can't say I've ever been that far into America.
1: Well, um, major difference between us and you is uh, we obviously don't have um, – uh, relaxed laws when it comes to cannabis. Um instead of Carl's Jr, we have Hardee's. Um we have way better barbecue but our seafood sucks. Hmm. Um let's see. Um and it's a few hours later here. Yeah. and, And uh, the police definitely definitely have a different mentality and people are scared of the cops out here too. So um uh, you know, I I I don't portray that anymore though after living out in Oregon for so long, I no longer fear police. So I know they have a job to do and uh I'm not a threat to society or to them, so. But uh, that being said, uh, I-, I love Kansas City for the most part. It gets horribly cold here in the wintertime, and it's humid cold, so it's really nasty. And uh, that's coming up, but, um, you know, besides that, it's not too terribly bad. Oh, you know, uh, We've got good food, and we got a wide variety of people.
0: Don't you guys have, like, some of, like, the most world's famous barbecue sauce or something like that?
1: Uh, not only the sauce, but the barbecue itself. Um, a lot of different towns, and uh, well, in the in the nation of uh you know America, a lot of different states do uh, what's called a dry rub, uh, which they basically just uh, rub spices on the meat, put it in a smoker, let it smoke over time. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> out here, we put it in a smoker, let it smoke over time, but we constantly apply sauce to it. So every couple of hours, we're going in there and we're mopping it down with sauce—a wet mop. And, uh, you know, after about 12 hours of that, you get this beautiful, thick, hard crust of a glaze on it. And, um, you know, it's very unique to Kansas City. And I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Well, I'd like to go out there sometime and try some of that badass barbecue I hear so much about.
1: I tell you what, when I've had a Kansas City-style barbecue in other states, I consider it an insult, and I've usually sent it back in the kitchen and refused to pay. So... (laughs) yeah it's uh definitely awesome barbecue out here
0: so i'm trying to think of something else that's happened recently i guess the um the october 21st uh 2015 date for the back of the future movie just recently um went by and everybody went through a back to the future nostalgia day
1: that's true that's true everybody loves back to the future don't they
0: yeah, it's a fucking great movie, man. It's a really good movie.
1: Uh, you know, I, I'm sure everyone loves that movie, but the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah, they yeah they didn't have a very great part to play in that movie. No, they did not. They did not. Um, so uh, yeah, everybody was uh, talking about Back to the Future on. I think it was either it was October 21st, or October 22nd. I think October it was o- 21st. Oh, was it the 21st? Yes, it was the twenty first. So, um, and even uh, Christopher Lloyd recorded a uh, like a quick little short, like, hey, so we all didn't think uh, it, maybe the future isn't what we thought it was going to be. And
1: yeah, no, it sucks pretty bad.
0: He's like, <laughs> you know, he, he, that guy's seventy seven years old. He was forty seven years old when he, uh, when he uh recorded or portrayed uh Doctor Emmett Brown in Back to the Future one, two, and three. <clears throat>
1: yeah, and he's still getting out there and uh, doing a whole you know spiel every now and then though too. So that's pretty decent of him. You know, I, I really appreciate that he uh, respects character. So,
0: dude, there was a video of Michael J. Fox, um, using Nike's very first uh, auto lace shoes the real the real versions. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you a link. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. He was like, "Oh wow!" You know, he's like really into it, and uh, it was cool to watch. It was cool to actually watch that transpire you know i uh
1: speaking of that i saw a back to the future parody of the uh back to the future but they actually came to october 21st 2015 our time right now and uh started talking about you know the oppression of government and the uh overbearing surveillance and uh you know loss of rights and those kind of things and uh yeah really bummed marty out
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i saw that dude I saw that, and they're like, and, and Marty's like, oh, you got hoverboards, right?" And you are like, "No, we got these." And then he like put on, stepped on these two wheel things. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit faster than walking.
1: Yeah, those things are ridiculously stupid, yeah. dude. those are fucking... I that. Yeah, that video was great. It's pretty much on point. It, it is, sad.
0: dude. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you would have, uh, you know, watch Back to the Future, uh, and you know, compare it to today, it's just it's not up to par at all. It's, like, a really poor, like, shitty part of Russia version of Back to the Future. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, um... I'm sure how I felt, like, another country would see us,
0: yeah. There's, um, a game made by Telltale Studios, um, called, uh, Back... It's a Back to the Future game, and it's, um... It's one of those games that you kind of, like, choose your own, uh, like, choose your own. You know those books where you, like, if you want to go into the dungeon, go flip to page 13. And if you want, you know, what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like that, except like for. A pick a pass. Yeah, one of those pick what the character does things. Anyway. um, uh, What was I saying? I'm sorry, I just lost a bunch of feed, and it sounds much better now. Um, oh, there oh, it is. Oh, that was
1: probably me, because I was eating, but uh, I'm muted so I don't want to be chewing really loud
0: on the mic, so. Oh. <laughs> I see. That's just a, okay. Anyway, uh, no one else can hear the feedback after after all the editing's done, so I always forget that. Like people you know people can't hear it afterwards, so I shouldn't even worry about it. That's probably a
1: nuisance in the show for our listeners. Though. It's really not. <laughs> it's really
0: not though. Like afterwards you can't even tell. Like you can't hear it. I can hear it because No, I meant you're complaining more than anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, uh, Clarence. Uh, okay, no wait a problem. minute. So um, yeah, there's a game and we talk a lot about video games here in The Central Organ Experience, and there's a video game that I'd really like to talk to you about specifically, and it's called No Man's Sky. Have you uh, have, have I mentioned this game to you?
1: You have mentioned it to me, and I did check it out, and it appears uh, disturbingly expansive,
0: uh, to say the least. So, This game, in my opinion, is going to be a, a game changer of such, of types of sorts and I think it's going to basically pave the way for a whole new way of exploring well
1: for that style of game for sure
0: right like a sandbox style game a game that like is a open world game like right now I'm so fortunate that I can turn around and go play um Grand Theft Auto 5 and just like cruise a beach or uh you know go Go across an ocean and just, you know, just. I
1: remember the first uh, open world game I ever played was Oblivion, uh, The Elder Scrolls.
0: Oh, that's a badass game.
1: Yeah. And uh, I had literally played that game for about nine months <laughs> and unlocked so many different stories and sub stories. Um, there was actually a part there where you get to uh, witness and get involved in a battle between two gods. Um, you only get to see him from the shin down, but. Um, Nooks are so massive, but uh, it's really a, uh, an expansive game. And, you know, that's one of the forefathers of this kind of thing. And when I say disturbingly expansive, the reason I say that, you know, not to put down games, um, but, you know, I've seen a uh, story recently called Gamergate, uh, disturbingly enough. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, Ryan, have you?
0: Uh, Gamergate? No, I don't, I don't think so.
1: Okay, well, uh, basically... The games that have been being designed and the type of games that are being designed um, are basically to steer children in a different direction, uh, desensitize them to violence, make them uh, more adept at using a remote for flying, uh, remote craft, uh, piloting remote vehicles, things of this nature. So, so in, um, in essence. They're basically using it for programming. So, in, in essence,
0: they're incorporating uh, aspects of. Um, war that they would want someone to know into fun gameplay and video games. Yes. They're trying to incorporate that as the norm. Not
1: only are they trying, but they have been doing it successfully for well over 15
0: years. Well, shit, man. Fucking, I guess they could probably throw a gun on me and shoot me up, because, dude, I've been playing this shit well, since I was...
1: Don't you think people who do uh, racing games would be great at piloting, uh, per se, a uh, unmanned tank? Or somebody who's really good at a fly, flying sim game or a space flying game. Well, I think they would be, be great at piloting a drone.
0: I think they'd be more adept to it, more prone to you know doing it exactly better, more better than yeah, me exactly. because I, I suck at flying If you got a multi-million-dollar <laughs>
1: piece of equipment out there, wouldn't you want somebody who's going to be more you know more likely to do it better?
0: Yeah, in a bunch of different yeah. uh, virtual missions. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. and uh, that's that's disturbing. You know that's another one of those uh, directions things is going that uh, you know it's really scary to add to the whole Halloween vibe here.
0: Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Halloween episode, and uh, it was going to end up being a, uh, a shorter episode, but it looks like we're uh, we're g- going on strong here, and it's a good on regular time. We're already at thirty five minutes, so um, uh, have you have you actually? I'm sorry, I just said uh, I said the wrong name. <laughs>
1: no, my name's actually Clarence.
0: Clarence, yeah. Have you actually played uh, GTA 5? It's okay, I, I-
1: have not. Uh, GTA, last time I played, was 3. Um, and the, you know, and here's another thing, too. Um, gaming stole a lot of my life, and I'm sure any true gamer can assess that. It takes a lot away from real life. Uh, uh, when I lived on the Oregon coast, uh, I played so much Xbox that I actually warped my motherboard. I don't know if you remember what Xboxes were doing that. But uh, I warped the motherboard inside of it, and uh, I just went ahead and threw it out in the ocean.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I,
1: I hope the uh, EPA doesn't come down on me for that. But, uh, just,
0: yeah, that that that's too bad. Um, well,
1: you know, uh, yeah, that's just uh, I guess that's that Kansas City rage on the West Coast kind of thing. You know? so it's unacceptable to you guys, but uh, it's totally uh, totally logical to me. So,
0: so uh, the reason I brought up GTA, <laughs> the reason I brought up GTA Five was um, the uh, the realism in um, in motion in that game so like when you shoot somebody the physics like when you shoot someone like they fall down as realistically as you can imagine somebody getting shot like they kind of crumble you know like right they, they their knees go out on them and whatever wherever you shoot them is kind of the point in which they fall you know like and it's not they don't always fall Sometimes they catch Right. Sometimes
1: they stumble away. And I don't. I don't. I I doubt you've actually ever shot anybody or seen anybody actually get shot in real life. But I mean, that's pretty much the way it is too. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's not exactly like the movies. You know, you don't just see someone get shot and they go flying through the air and hit the ground. You know, a lot of the times people get shot and they're still running with holes in their asses, running. And there's
1: a lot of noise coming out of those people too. It's not silent. You know, they're screaming. Yeah. You know, because those bullets flying through them are hot and they hurt. So.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and you know, like, <clears throat> it's that's the closest thing to reality, I think, besides one other game that I played, and it's called Soldier of Fortune. Uh, I'm not sure if you're, if you're familiar with that game. I am not. Well, Soldier of Fortune is the very first game, uh, I've ever played where you can actually shoot chunks of people's head off. And, <laughs> like, seriously, like, it, it there's layers, dude. <laughs> like, it goes from, like, skin to skull to, like, brain, and just, it's super fucking graphic. It was one, it actually was taken off the shelves on video game re, uh, retailers, even back when, you're probably not familiar with this, um, with this, uh, movie, uh, renting line, but the Hollywood video, you remember Hollywood video? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Well, they shut down. I don't know if you're familiar with, if you knew that or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they went on a business. Well, that's
1: pretty much an arcane service at this point anyway, so.
0: Right. Uh, movie renting services is just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Where I was going with that because I'm super high, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, well, that's okay. I'm. Uh, I'm going to take my Because that's kind of
1: what we do on the show, right?
0: Yeah, because it seriously seems to be at one point or another. Uh, Aaron, Aaron pointed this out. He, uh, he, he mentioned that we kind of just jump back and forth from different topics. And, right. right. Uh, I have this really bad problem with not being able to remember things sometimes because of how much I smoke.
1: <laughs>
0: and, uh,
1: well, um, well, you know, speaking of smoking, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and get myself set up here. And then I'd like to jump to mm-hmm. another topic. Uh, something else disturbing and scary, uh, for our future here, not only in uh, America, but around the world. And, uh, that's robots and, uh, what kind of dark future they hold for us here in America and around the world. Artificial
0: so. intelligence, huh?
1: Artificial intelligence, artificial beings, you know, artificial uh, sidekicks, comrades, partners, lovers.
0: I saw uh, something on Facebook saying that we're going to see um, police robots on the streets as soon as um, 2015.
1: Have you seen or the, excuse me. Have you seen the uh, brand new Robocop? Not brand new, it was the one that came out a few years ago.
0: The newest Robocop, I have not.
1: Uh, that would be interesting for you to take a look at. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, so. Actually, I heard you subscribed to to this site. But if you could find it out there, go ahead and check out the new Robotic Cop. And if you want to see what what, Robotic Cops on the streets are going to look like in the future, that's a pretty good uh,
0: good example right there. You might want to pull the torch away from the um, microphone if you can. Because it's it's just hard to hear you talk um, while you're talking. Just wanted to say... um, Holy moly, I just took my dab, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, ooh, I am feeling really nice.
1: I probably just screwed that whole segment up with my torch hit, but uh, it's okay. You know, I uh, oh yeah, it's uh, it is what it is, but uh, same on this end, yeah, I'm doing really nice.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, basically, what I was saying about that is that uh, you know, what it is is they had some uh, robotic police officers out there, and uh, they were out there with a few real cops or soldiers, whatever you want to call them. And uh, they had like markers on them, okay. And so they knew that these guys with weapons with these markers on their uniforms were uh, allies. But if they saw anybody else with a weapon, it's a warning, and it's lethal force. And it was almost instant. So, uh, you know, it happened. At one point, it was a child came out with a knife because he just saw his dad get gunned down. So uh, he ran out there, and they, you know, obliterated bl- bl- the kid. And it happened on live TV. Holy shit. <laughs> and uh yeah I kind of put a kibosh on a whole you know robotic police officers on the street thing where, where were, was this again uh this was on the new Robocop oh okay and uh yeah and it actually happened uh overseas they were using him uh in a military uh sense over there you know And some uh some you know guys who wanted to be on TV something you know um uh, in their minds I guess were some insurgents extremists you know And uh, they wanted to get a point across, get a seat on TV. So they ran out there to attack these robotic, you know, police officers and got dealt with. Um, But when the little boy ran out there with a knife and they did that, did him in, that was also recorded. So that didn't look too good. And kind of slowed the whole RoboCop thing down here in America. But uh, they rebuilt a, a different type of RoboCop. And we all are familiar with that one. Mr. Alex Murphy the, uh, man in the shell, so to speak. And, uh, he was brought, brought around. Oh, wow. What? Sorry. You? I was, uh, I got my Apple TV running in the background and a random picture just popped up of a, uh, beautiful woman that kind of looked like one of my ex-girlfriends, uh, laying there nude from the waist down on the bed. And, uh, it was a very beautiful picture. Tasteful, but uh, very nice. <laughs> I wouldn't expect something like that to pop up on the, uh, the, uh, picture feed that runs through the Apple TV screensaver, though. That's, uh, that's
0: odd. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I really want to see RoboCop, and... Well, it's,
1: uh, it's worth checking out.
0: The yeah. newest one. I, I'm, I keep meaning to, and, uh, I have it, I just haven't watched it. <clears throat> so, uh... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to add another special guest here tonight, um, um, ed, ed, as well as Clarence Mumford. Uh, we're going to have my roommate Sandy. She's going to come out. Uh, oh, excellent. She's going to come out and join the conversation here pretty soon. So, um, while we're waiting on her, we can uh, go ahead and continue on whatever um, bullshit we're bullshitting with. Um. I'm really excited for this new video game coming out. I'm um, sorry we're jumping from movies to video games again. Um, but there's this new video game coming out. And at first the video game was called Slasher uh, Summer Camp Volume 1. And uh, in the video game you uh, you can either be a, a, a summer camp goer, like one of the youth counselors. And you have to survive when there's a, a psychopath coming through and killing everybody in various different ways throughout the camp. Um, so apparently that idea was heard by the people that own the rights for Friday the 13th, and they said, fuck it, we want you guys to do a Friday the 13th video game. So, it's been announced officially that, um, they're going to be doing a Friday the 13th video game, and you will be able to play as Jason and fucking slash, slash the shit out of kids. <laughs> Not kids, but, uh, teenagers who are uh, unaware of your presence.
1: Yeah, because you don't want it to be children, because you know that's on PC. And that's yeah, no, no, kind of no, yeah. you don't want want to kill kids. But he's not a pe- he's not a pedophile like that. You
0: know? No, 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 no. He just wants to <laughs> fucking cut your head off.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's not into little boys and girls. So that but, was um, more uh, Freddy Krueger's game, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, they never really actually said it outright. Said it, but it was kind of implied.
1: It was implied, but that's why they burned him. You know, and killed uh-huh. him in the first place because he was a pedo. Uh
0: huh. He was uh, a child. Yeah. Well, I think they actually did say child rapist at one point. Yeah, he was a chymo, Yeah,
1: exactly. So.
0: I think they did actually say child rapist and murderer. So. so yeah, you know, they dealt with it. Yeah, man. You know, I, you, <laughs> you, you know what? Like, I'm waiting for a, um, for a thug life video, like, just showing all the parents throwing a fucking, like, bunch of cocktails at wherever he's at and burning him. Because <laughs> that is a thug life, dude. Seriously, that deserves a thug life. Oh, yeah you know, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, I can't say I condone taking the life of somebody, but you know, there's a video of this guy who, uh, okay, it's this really horrible story. This guy's a karate instructor, and he, uh, he basically kidnaps this kid who, who attends his class for a, up to a year. He, he kidnaps this kid, takes him to another state, and takes him to a motel and fucking rapes him for like three weeks. Whoa. And then he and then he uh, sees his face on TV and shit, and the kid's face, and he ends up giving the taking the kid to the authorities, and the authorities are taking this guy back to his home state to prosecute him, and the fucking father of this kid is waiting at a fucking phone booth in the airport, in front of a camera with a fucking snub nose thirty eight, waiting for this motherfucker to walk by, and on camera it is depi- shown, dude, this guy blows this dude's brains out right there.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing that video, actually, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, considerably, I think that was uh, justifiable. I saw a video recently on YouTube, not to that quite extent, but, um, and I think this should be put into law, actually, but uh, a woman was raped and her accuser was brought to law and it was kind of a village thing. It wasn't like a city or a state and uh, you know, it was in a third world country and what they did, they brought the rapist in, tied him to a trade. She got to beat the shit out of him. So I thought that was pretty awesome. So, you know, at the, at the very least, you know, and I do believe the family members got to come out and fuck him up too. So,
0: well, see, like it contradicts it contradicts our our civil ways, which is due process and making sure that justice is served correctly. But the problem is, the due process and the justice system hasn't been being hasn't been working for so long. So many atrocities and bad shit has been happening through that.
1: Well, it, it could work. It's just has been manipulated beyond, right. beyond recognition. But so. the people
0: have seen so much manipulation that there's no more faith of even, you know, it seems like not, there's no more. It just seems like uh that it's running out, you know. The people are starting to be tired, getting tired of, you know, a bunch of, you know, rich motherfuckers buying their way out of situations and uh, you know, elderly couples being sent to jail. And ladies and gentlemen, Sandy has just uh, 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 entered the room, and uh, yeah, she's gonna join us on our uh, our Halloween special.
1: Well, very good. Good evening, Sandy.
0: Hello. Uh, we're we're Whoa. talking here with uh, we're talking here with Clarence Mumford, by the way. Uh, in case you didn't know who this was, Sandy, it's Clarence Mumford. So hi, Clarence. Hi, Clarence. <laughs> um, Hello. Okay you got to be able to talk. So um, we were just talking about... Uh, what were you we just talking about, Clarence? Uh, well, that's uh, you know a problem with this show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to remember what exactly we were talking about uh, in between. Um, but yeah, so uh, we were just... Uh, I think we were talking about a video game... No, oh, you always want to talk about video games. I know, I know. That's well, I don't always want to talk about video games, but fuck, man. Oh, oh, uh, here's a here's a topic that uh, I saw in my news feed. Have you heard of those cryogenic chambers that people use?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You know, so they can be like immortalized until a cure or uh, a new body or something like that can be found for them.
0: No, 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 no. It's a, it's a cryo, okay, I I used the wrong word, not a cryogenic chamber. It's a, it's a cryostasis, it's a cryostasis chamber. And what it is, is, um, it's a room and it comes, it like drops really, really low in temperature and you're supposed to go into this room fully exposed for a certain amount of time. And it's supposed to be really, really good for your organs. It shocks your body and supposedly athletes use it, um, to, uh, to, um, Heal faster from uh from uh, wounds or not wounds, but you know injuries from uh playing or whatever. Well, so,
1: well, that sounds terrible. We're gonna stick you in a meat locker.
0: <laughs> well, it's supposed to be really, it's supposed to be really fucking good for you. Um, oh wow! But it's like fucking. I don't even. I can't even remember how cold it's supposed to be. But anyway, um, Joe Rogan, he's a uh, the UFC fight uh announcer, and he was the uh, guy in Fear Factory, he's a stand-up comedian. He's a really avid user of those. and um, Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan's a character, you know. I'm,
1: I'm not quite sold on that guy,
0: but, uh, you <laughs> know I mean?
1: And, and you know, and that's a whole other direction for me when it comes to, like, you know, people in Hollywood, people in media. I, I, I was just... Uh, I just switch gears here. I was just uh, standing in line today at the grocery store, and I looked over, and it was like, you know, two out of four magazines had the Kardashians on the cover, you know. Really, I mean... Really, I mean, come on! It's just—it's ridiculous. There's it's just tragedy. Why do we care what these people are doing?
0: Well, the know, reason... why should anyone
1: really care what they're doing? Nope. I mean, look what they did to the poor—you know, Jenner. They, they turned him into a woman. <laughs>
0: you know. I mean? Oh, uh, I have something about that. But the reason I brought up uh, the cryostasis chamber was uh, the other day. Um, there was a horrible situation. A 24-year-old woman who was left unattended in one of those... um, What? ...died. She she was actually... Of course. Yeah, dude, but no, this is... She worked there, and she was using one, or I don't know if she was cleaning it, but it fucking locked on her, and she was alone, dude, and they found her the next day, and uh, she turned into a dude from The Shining over the night. That's not funny. It's not a joke, because uh, Uh, it's a horrible thing. It is horrible. But, um, yeah, like... That was was distasteful. I shouldn't have said that. Anyway. (laughs) It's not funny at all. Well,
1: now when you say it like that, it is funny.
0: No, it's not funny at all. But, like, dude, it's terrible. Like, a 24-year-old young beautiful woman lost her life because, you know, shit wasn't being used properly. And a lot of people need to know that that equipment is super dangerous if not used uh, under supervision. You have to have... It reminds me
1: of that scene from uh, Elysium. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have not. But, uh... He was uh, basically Matt Damon worked at a uh, manufacturing plant where they made robots. It was basically taking human jobs left and right, and uh, his chamber was his part of the assembly line was where the robots go into a chamber where they get exposed to radioactive rays that sterilize all the parts, reset everything, or whatever. And uh, he got caught inside of it. You know, it just kind of reminds me of that scene.
0: Yeah, I really have to see that movie now. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Um, yeah, it really
1: sucked for him. <laughs>
0: oh, um, oh, I, there was something else I want. Oh, Bruce Jenner. Okay, so um, uh, Bruce Jenner, from what I understand, and this is something that I recently heard. Um, okay, so it's it's alleged that Bruce Jenner he uh, he turned. Like, he started losing his testosterone because of all the juicing that he was doing. And, like, I, I guess that throughout the years, because he used to be, an, like, you know, an Olympian, like a champion. Right. And um, all the juicing throughout the years had just completely shot his natural hormone system. And it, it effectively changed him mentally and physically, eventually, Whoa. into a fucking like, woman, like dude.
1: Like Bob from Fight Club. Yeah. Bob, bitch tits.
0: Yeah. Wow. Have you heard about that, Sandy? No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sandy's kind of shy. Um, you need to talk... More, right of, a, right a, more here. of an observer. You need to talk right here. We want to hear your voice, Sandy. Come on. What do you want me to talk about? I don't know. What do you, what do you think about um, the possibility of Bruce Jenner... Um, using so much uh, hormone replacement therapy that he effectively changed himself into a woman. Or
1: uh, do you think it was actually, you know, those Kardashians just drove that man insane and totally made, you know, just he lost all of his masculinity along he the said, way. He said,
0: Fuck it, I'm cutting off my balls and dick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I so. just I am done with women altogether because of you.
0: Not that that's <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that because that's his choice as an American. I don't yeah, agree yeah. with either of you. I think that he did it because that's who he is, or she is, I should say. Oh, you misgendered. You can't do that. You guys have been calling me the hate all the time. I know. Whoops. Yeah, well,
1: well, I mean, Jenner was a, you know, an Olympic gold medal winner, you know, uh, a star. They sh- should have gave that fucker a Nike, you know, but... Uh, You know now now this happens so uh, I don't know maybe if he'd have been treated differently when he won medals and actually represented our country I don't know I don't know if it's necessarily that or not I think it was I think it might have been part of the uh, lifestyle he's exposed to so but you know there are people who are born that way you know but usually they don't have children you know they don't bear children genetic children the old-fashioned way you know the old in-out in-out and Make babies, and uh, he has kids. So sometimes that's they do. that's the odd part. It's just I'm they sorry. Don't,
0: sometimes they do. They just don't realize who they really are. Felt lost most of their lives, and then finally grow the the ability to not care what people think and do what they want to do. You know,
1: if that's the case, then that's you know it's you know kind of sad. It's sad for them to lose such a big chunk of their life. You know, in his case in particular, lose such a big chunk of his life, but. Earlier on, he wouldn't have been accepted, and, you know, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword there. You know, he had uh, experienced a good life, but maybe not the gender he wanted to be.
0: This this is where I am on it, man. I am 100% down with his right to do it, but this is the question. Is it possible that it's not really what he wants, more so than just what the, like, the hormone manipulation made him think? No, Because because you'd think he would, No. Because there are plenty of people out there that have issues with their testosterone or estrogen, and instead of turning themselves into the opposite sex, they get medication for that. He felt more comfortable as a woman, so that's what he did. Uh.
1: Well, I mean, there could be that possibility if he truly was a juicer, which I'm not sure if that was the case or not, because he wasn't like super buff or anything, but if he truly was a juicer, I mean, I think there was the possibility that he may have done irreversible damage. To the whole you know testosterone estrogen balance well that, that could also be a case too so i mean um the world may never know yeah you know it's like uh, how many licks will it take to get yeah it's, it's a tootsie pop. pop commercial
0: man so. it's like one of those quandaries <laughs>
1: until he actually comes out and tells us in an interview and uh you know and on that on that note once again why should we care why should we care they're humans like the rest of us why shouldn't we care about what's going on with the guy that lives four doors down from us that has stage four cancer you know why shouldn't we worry about you know the woman that lives around the corner from us on the house right behind our backyard who gets beat by her husband you know these are things that you know should probably be addressed but instead you know the world is focused on what's going on with people in hollywood Uh at least at least america and when the rest of the country looks at us i mean we're a joke you know, with that being said, I mean with our with our presidential candidacies coming up, I mean all those people that are coming up, you know, they're just ridiculous. I mean I, I literally heard Hillary Clinton say the other day that we're gonna go after the NRA. Like there's some kind of, you know, insurgency group. You know, it was just it was disgusting, you know. I mean, an open an open call to come after guns. You know, that's that's scary. I know uh, living in Oregon, you guys are a little more conservative on gun rights out there than uh, we are. Or not conservative, but a little, more, um, a little bit more withdrawn. Not a lot of people out there pack, you know, but the people who do are, you know, <clears throat> they're very <clears throat> adamant about it. And uh, here in Kansas City, we have to pay a lot of money, and the sheriff's department has to begrudgingly give us our firearms. But... Um, you know, I, I, I personally have a concealed carry permit and I don't want anybody coming after my guns, quote unquote. Uh, I don't think we need more restrictions. You know, I think the things that were put in place, were put in place uh, efficiently and they've worked so far. The people who get these guns are people who are getting them from friends, family members, people who buy them from gun shops and they get them secondhand, you know, legitimately or illegitimately. But it has nothing to do with the purchase part, and uh, a lot of these people, actually, all these people are actually on medications. That's not thing. That's the thing that's not being addressed is the antipsychotic and the antidepressant. Right, and that's that's usually that, what's going all the down, man. Are on. So yeah, and when they want to talk about gun violence, um, another thing they don't mention is a large part of the gun violence, you know, is black on black gun violence, you know, and that's a fact that a lot of people are scared to talk about. It makes them uncomfortable and they don't want to admit that fact. But, you know, and it's a lot of, you know, under 30, you know, under 30 year old black on black gun violence. So it's not really a whole, you know, gun violence culture in America. It's inner city black child that don't care about, you know, the value of human life. Gun problem is what it really is. Yeah, so. I
0: can't say I really, you know, like like you said, man, I live up in the northwest where, you know, you really don't have a whole lot of that issue of going down, not at least not where I live, you know.
1: You know, I've grown up that way, you know, I've experienced it firsthand, and I can truly say it really is like that in some places, so.
0: It is the hard truth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap it up here at the Central Organ Experience. We, are, we hit our hour marker, and uh, we are going to uh, have ourselves a happy Halloween tomorrow, and uh, we wish you all the same, and uh, make sure to stay high. As long as it's legal. And, um, yeah, uh, thank you again, uh, Clarence Mumford, for uh, being a special guest. And I'm really, really uh, looking forward to have you on again and hearing more uh, more of your views and opinions and all this stuff.
1: Well, thank you. It was my pleasure.
0: All right, and uh, thank everybody I'm gonna
1: for... I'm going to go uh, choke some and I'll see you next time.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And make sure to su- uh, subscribe and uh, share and like and all that shit. And uh, until next time, uh, stay tuned.